Well, as it stands right now, the Las Vegas Raiders have a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. So what would they do with it? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you once again. Hope everybody is having a great start to their Tuesday. Tuesdays, they normally mean mock drafts here on the TDN Daily Podcast as we get into whatever the latest mock draft over at TDN looks like. And today's no different. We got Keith Sanchez's version 3.0 to talk about, looking at it from one team uh, in particular at the beginning of the show. And I'm sure we'll get in and we'll sidebar into some of the other picks as well. But before we get into the Las Vegas Raiders, Got to let you know about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball's back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. And at Bet Online, you're always going to find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online's got live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head on over to BetOnline.ag today to join, and you're going to receive a 50 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And I'll sound a little bit like a broken record here because I think you've all heard me talk about this before when we've talked about these mock drafts, is the idea that now we've reached a point where we are looking at it from the actual record. We are looking at it from the perspective of how it would currently take place if the draft took place today. And as we sit here on November 1st, pending the conclusion of the Monday night game. I I will be honest with you, I'm recording this ahead of that game, so that might change things. But at least in the order that Keith did for his mock draft, the Las Vegas Raiders are picking number six overall, a top 10 selection for the Las Vegas Raiders. And that in and of itself could be an episode of the TDN Daily Podcast. And we'll talk a little bit about that right now. I won't go too into the weeds on it, but I don't think any of us thought at any point we would be talking about the Las Vegas Raiders as a top 10, a top six pick in the NFL draft. But things just continue to get worse and worse and worse for a team that brought in a new head coach. In Josh McDaniels, this was supposed to be a brand new offense that we were going to see here. It was going to take Derek Carr to an even higher level. They then trade for Devontae Adams, his college teammate. We are going to be so much better on offense. The Raiders are going to take off, and it is going to be the wild, wild west in the AFC West with the Raiders, with the Broncos, with the Chiefs, and with the Chargers. And I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago when doing the show. It really feels as if it's the same old, same old. The Chiefs are at the top of the AFC West, and everybody else is bumbling around trying to find their way into a playoff spot. Looking at you, Chargers, Broncos, the Raiders, I think playoffs are completely off the table after getting blanked by the New Orleans Saints, a team, a defense that should not create that much conflict and that much struggle for you to where you don't score any points. And it has not been very good for this Raiders team. They've, they have not been able to find ways to win. They've had tough losses, blowing games in the fourth quarter like they did to the Cardinals. It just has not been very good for them. And that is why they sit here picking number six. But I didn't anticipate being here. I didn't anticipate being in a, in a, in a, in a situation where 
We need to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders having the number six overall pick. Well, they do in Key Sanchez's latest mock draft, and he has them taking corner Keely Ringo to help out their defense. And you can certainly make a case for helping out the defense and getting more athletes at that position in their secondary. I just wonder what kind of wholesale changes would be made for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I know that's not the point of what Keith is trying to do. I get that Keith's just mocking players based on their team needs to the teams that are in front of him. No slide against the pick. Keely Ringo would make a ton of sense for the Las Vegas Raiders. They need corners. They need to get better defensively. Keely Ringo makes a ton of sense. But what I'm so fascinated by when I keep coming back to is what kind of changes would be made if the Raiders finished the season with a record that is reflective of a team picking sixth overall in the NFL draft? Would Josh McDaniels be a one-and-done head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders? Would they hit the reset button at the head coaching position? This would be the year if they were going to get out of Derek Carr's contract, this would be the offseason to do that. Are you really going to turn to your fans and get rid of the head coach, get rid of the quarterback right after you brought in that coach and right after you traded for Devontae Adams? It is a weird position for the Las Vegas Raiders to be in. I think everybody in Vegas, I think everyone that is a Raider fans expected, we're going to be competitive, we're going to be tough in this division, we're going to have a really good chance to make the playoffs because we have a really good quarterback, we've given him a weapon on offense, we're able to run the ball with Josh Jacobs, and it just hasn't gone anywhere close to that. The trenches aren't very good. Offensive and defensive lines for the Raiders aren't very good. The defense hasn't been very good. There would be a lot, there's a lot to overhaul here for this Raider team. And oh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes still on the Kansas City Chiefs. Russell Wilson's going to be with the Denver Broncos probably for a little bit. I don't know how much you, you fear that. And Justin Herbert and the Chargers are a team that's always going to be a, always going to present challenges for you in that division. So it's not as if there is a light at the end of the tunnel of finding a way out. I'll give you a perfect example. I think all the teams in the NFC South are licking their chops at the idea of Tom Brady retiring or at least not playing for Tampa Bay next year and what that would do to that team's life cycle. The Saints, they're a team that I think is on the descent more than they are the ascent. And you look at a team like Atlanta, trying to figure things out in year two of Arthur Smith. You look at a team like Carolina, who, by the way, just let me just let me just go over to the tab here just to make sure I credit Keith properly. Has them taking C.J. Stroud number three overall in the mock draft, so they're taking a quarterback, which would then start their ascent in that division. That's the way the NFC South's playing out. Does anybody sit here think that that's the way the AFC West is going to play out? Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. So that Kansas City Chiefs team is going to be at the top of that division until further notice. Justin Herbert and the Chargers, they might make a change of head coach if they don't make the playoffs, but they're still going to be a competitive football team. And the, and the Broncos may have started to figure something out, but if they make a change of coach, it might be the best thing for them. And so I just don't see a pathway out. And so I wonder if, as an organization, if it goes this poorly, if it goes this bad to where you're picking number six overall, if you ultimately don't try to hit that reset button, if you don't try to say, you know what, we are going to start back from square one, we're going to get out of Derek Carr's contract, we're going to look for a different quarterback option, we're going to get a new head coach, Josh McDaniels, one and done. You came in here, and it was it was worse than we could have even imagined with how poor of a start this has been. I wonder. I wonder if that is a thought that would be entertained. If it was me, I don't think I could do that after year one. I think Derek Carr is an underrated quarterback in this league. Devontae Adams is still an incredible talent. Josh McDaniels, it has not been very good, and I don't know what the, the leash is. I don't know how much patience there would be in Vegas. I don't know. This is truly me putting up my hands and saying, it wasn't supposed to go like this. So the fact that we are here, it's tough to figure out how the organization is going to react. 
The same thing can be said in Denver. It wasn't supposed to go this poorly with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. So you're left yourself wondering, are they really going to fire the coach after year one? Are they really going to make a change that quickly? Because it just seems unfathomable to nine months later be out on the guy that you brought in with the quarterback that you brought in. If you're Denver, in Vegas, you brought in Josh McDaniels to work specifically with Derek Carr. So you're going to reset entirely across the board? I don't think so. I think if you ask me right now as we sit here in the beginning of November, I don't think so. I don't think that would be the approach that a team would take. But I didn't think we would be in this situation in the first place. So all bets are off. Everything is on the table. And that's why I look at a pick like Keely Ringo at number six, and I say, yes, that pick makes a ton of sense if we are keeping the exact same infrastructure. We got the same head coach. We're still with Derek Carr. We, we still got Devontae Adams. We still we, we potentially are bringing back Josh Jacobs. We have all the same infrastructure. Yeah, let's, let's, let's tinker. Let's get some of the things right on defense. Let's get the trenches right. Let's maybe attack and get an offensive lineman potentially with this pick or with one of the other picks that we have. Let's be active in free agency. Let's do things like that. If that's the philosophy of the Las Vegas Raiders, then, yeah, I'm all in for a pick like this but that doubt creeps in where they say hmm if they do make a change how differently would this mock look how differently would we be talking about the Vegas Raiders a team that has a top 10 pick to me I think the best thing the Raiders could do is if they choose to stay with Josh McDaniels if they choose to stay with Derek Carr if they choose to keep this team the way that it is currently intact and they are picking inside the top 10 they are the definition of a perfect trade back candidate they can drop back five, ten spots, get some more draft picks because they need some youth. They need some trench help. They need multiple offensive linemen. They need some help on the interior of the defensive line. They need help with defensive back. And the more picks that they can acquire to do that, the better. So to me, while there are no trades in these mock drafts yet, we're not there yet. That's down the road when we can start doing trades and then we'll start talking about second round picks as well. These shows are going to get infinitely longer the more we have those to talk about. But as we look at the Las Vegas Raiders, they, to me, if they would be picking in the top 10 as they are right now, they scream a perfect trade out spot. And the way Keith's mock draft played out, they would fit that bill. Detroit goes Bryce Young at number one. C.J. Stroud goes number three. And then Pittsburgh and Jacksonville make selections. So sitting at number six, you could potentially trade with the Las Vegas Raiders to get in front of, oh, look at that, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are picking number eight right now. And they could potentially need a quarterback. Hmm, maybe you want to get in front of them. Maybe that's a team you want to get in front of. The Bears are picking at 12. Could they entertain a quarterback if they move on from Justin Fields? Would they want to go down that path? The Lions aren't taking a a quarterback at 13. They already took one. He's got the Colts taking a quarterback at 15 with Will Levis. That's a fun little... We can sidebar for just a second. Will Levis on the Indianapolis Colts. I kind of like that for a lot of different reasons. So the Raiders scream to me the perfect trade-back candidate. If we, if what we know now about the Las Vegas Raiders stands when it comes to April in Kansas City when the draft takes place, they scream to me a team that should trade back and get some more, more picks, have some more day two and day three capital, potentially have some picks in next year's draft, and really give themselves opportunity, give themselves options to be able to, to fix a lot of different problems that this team currently has. And now I I flirted with those quarterbacks there, and I told you a little bit about them at the beginning. I'm not going to leave you guys out high and dry. We'll talk about the quarterbacks now. 
Bryce Young, number one to the Detroit Lions. C.J. Stroud, number three to the Carolina Panthers. I already mentioned uh, Will Levis at 15 to the Indianapolis Colts. But there is a fourth quarterback that makes it into Keith's latest mock draft. And you got to scroll a little bit. you got to go all the way down to pick number 27 for the New York Football Giants, a team that would currently be in the playoffs. They did lose on Sunday to Seattle, but a team that is currently in the playoffs. At number 27, Keith Sanchez says, you know what? I'm still not in on this Danny Dimes guy, Hendon Hooker. I'm getting him to I'm quarterback out of Tennessee. I'm getting him for this New York Giants offense. And boy, you can't blame this because Hendon Hooker is probably the quarterback who's helped his cause and has helped this, his case the most out of any of the quarterbacks in the 2023 draft cycle. He's probably put him in contention for a Heisman as he sits right now, an undefeated Tennessee team that is in great position to play in the SEC title game. Later on today, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we're going to have the first college football playoff rankings from the committee. Good case for Tennessee to be the number one team in the country. A large part of that is because Hendon Hooker has balled out in this Josh Heupel system. That team is playing unbelievable right now. He compared him to C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, who are kind of doing what we expect them to do. Will Levis, maybe not so much. Hendon Hooker somewhat out of nowhere, has been a big riser. And so Keith slots him in here as the fourth quarterback taken. And and if you're the New York Giants and you ultimately decide that Daniel Jones isn't your guy, despite the success that you've had, this is the perfect spot to try to take a flyer on a guy here. The back half of the first round, you get that fifth-year option if that player ultimately ends up panning out for you. It's, it's, it is a worthwhile attempt at solving the quarterback problem that you potentially think you might have. Right now, they're doing pretty well with, with Danny Dimes and Daniel Jones, but they might choose to go in a different direction moving forward. And Hendon Hooker is the guy that Keith says, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to make that change in the first round of this mock draft, and we're going to give him Hendon Hooker. Now, the other three quarterbacks that I mentioned, look, I, it's pretty chalk at this point, right? Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to go at the top of the draft. Carolina is going to take a quarterback. I think the interesting conversation to be had is, should Detroit take a quarterback in the first round? Is Jared Goff really that much of a problem, or can we use our first two picks that we have. Remember, they have two picks from the Matt Stafford trade. Do we use any of those picks to potentially get other needs addressed and worry about a quarterback maybe on day two or maybe we worry about it next year or we're the perfect trade-out spot if we're at pick number one, if a team really wants to come up for a quarterback or if a team really wants to come up for Will Anderson, we're their team. I know I'm talking a lot about trade-backs, but these are the types of scenarios we entertain here on the podcast. Listen, love a good conspiracy, love a good galaxy brain, love a good 4D chess move. So that's what we do here on the show. We like to explore these kind, these types of things. And I would not be surprised if the Detroit Lions ultimately say, hey, well, we're not losing games because of Jared Goff. We're losing games because we give up the most points on defense every week. We scored 27 points in the first half against Miami. I don't think our offense is necessarily the problem right now. we gotta, we got to fix some other things. And I wonder if they entertain the idea of using both of their picks to address other needs and not the quarterback. It, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And this is the fun part of this time of year is you can kind of entertain all of these wild possibilities because the NFL season is still going and these teams are going to move around. And this week we get to talk about the idea of the Raiders being a top six team, the Bucks picking number eight. We can entertain those things today, whereas next week it might be totally different with the way that these games play out. We got the first place Atlanta Falcons in the NFC South. The first place Atlanta Falcons in the NFC South. Changes where they're going to pick on a week-in and week-out basis. It's the fun part of what we do here uh, at the Draft Network and at TDN Daily. So uh, gr- I think a great mock draft from Keith. I, I, again, I always try to pick one storyline that stands out to me when we have this conversation a- a- about this mock draft. And the Raiders sitting there at number six, I meant, man, if they pick number six, how different does this team look like in 2023 than they do in 2022? 
it's tough in a tough division. They they need to they need all all the help they can get trying to stop Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert uh, two times a year, four times in total. They need all help, all the help that they can get. But I wonder if a different philosophy would make its way into the Raiders front office if they were picking at number six. And so that was the big takeaway that I had from this mock draft. If you want to read the full mock draft, you guys know the drill. Head on over to thedraftnetwork.com. You can see all 31 picks there and Keith's insight into all of those selections. Oh, and one more thing. I was not going to let us go the entire show discussing Keith's mock draft without giving my guy Keith Sanchez a shout-out because I see what you did here, Keith. You got two running backs into the first round. You got Bijan Robinson to the Atlanta Falcons. And oh, by the way, would that be a lot of fun watching Bijan in the Arthur Smith offense uh, in Atlanta? Get me excited about that. But he snuck Jameer Gibbs in there at the back of the first round with that 31st pick. I see you, Keith. I see you trying to push this 2RB conversation. I won't tell Joe Marino if you won't, but that was I saw you. It was a very good decision. Love to see two running backs enter the fray here in the latest edition of the mock draft that is going to do it for the tuesday edition of the podcast thanks as always to our friends over at bet online for their continued support of the show everybody make it a great tuesday i'll talk to everybody tomorrow